Like one, maybe yeah, one day you're on Rogan. Four. This yeah, this is prep. This so is I remember much prep. Mark emailed Rogan to try and get on there once, like back in like when Iconic was like booming. And I was like, dude, that, why, why would he have us on? <laughs> it was just I was like thinking of like the, it was like the most irrational email he's ever sent. Was he like trying so, to get his attention? Like, hey, Rogan, like really. You know, Jeff and I have this great story. No, I was like, yeah, I was, he's like, I want to try and get on Rogan. I'll like submit. I'm like, dude, what, what how would that even make sense? Right. Like, what would, it's like you get astrophysicists and then like movie stars and then just like two random fucking artists, business entrepreneur guys. Yeah. Who slang art on social media. Right. Well, I guess in the context of if you were going on Rogan, uh, where would you start? Well, I would have to go on without Mark, for sure. So, okay, that was something I I texted Mark before. I was like, hey, man, I'm doing a podcast with Jeff, and it's not because I don't want both of you on. I just want to hear Jeff talk because I feel like Mark might overpower Jeff. It's hard interviewing two people at the same time, sometimes. Yeah, but we're also polar opposites. Like, you'll get a a lot of, like, business strategy, but, like, if I'm going on with like a Rogan where like we can geek out about sci-fi for four hours, like Mark wants no part of that. (laughs) Like zero. Right. I don't like, I think he's seen like one sci-fi movie in his whole life and I forced him to. Have you uh, caught up on Dune at all? Oh, I mean like the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then have you read any of the books? No, I don't read. I can't read. Oh, okay. Spoken uh, like a true artist. Yeah. They actually just started dune 2 filming yeah i saw that yeah so i just picked up and started reading all the books and coolest series of all time i mean it's gonna beat out star wars yeah artist artistically like the costume design Mm -hmm. and just like that whole world just looks so clean and like from like an artist's perspective like you really gotta fucking give it to them and the um they casted obviously like two fashion models. It was the perfect casting with you know Timothy and Zendaya. Like mm-hmm. the only two people that could probably have, have pulled like that, that right that job off. Yeah, but, it's it's gonna get crazy, Dune too. Yeah, I heard everyone's like, uh, like I was kind of disappointed about how it ended, but like I knew that it was because there was two and three. There's the other chapters, so yeah. like, I didn't care. It was like, do you know? Oh, do you? Is there multiple movies? Do you know besides yeah, two? There's two more, I think. Don't quote me on this, but I think there's definitely one, obviously, right now in development. But I think they already announced there was two more they were filming, like when they were starting the first one. Okay, I'm on book three of six right now. Yeah, so they're and going for the whole fucking. I've always well, it, the first book is such a good like story in itself that the, in the second yeah. book, well, I'm not gonna say much, but it just takes like a total yeah. ninety degree left turn. If you're a fan of, I don't know if you know. If you're a fan of like Timothy uh, Shyamalan, whatever the fuck his last name is, Shyamalan, uh, yeah. yeah, he that role, I think he he obviously got that role from his performance in um in uh, uh King, yes, the King, yeah, okay, which was fucking insane. I gotta, uh, I gotta he plays see that. King Henry, okay, and uh, dude, he he crushes that movie, and that's the only, I love it because like you like Dune, the whole allure is like. You get like this, like medieval, medieval times, but like a sci-fi version, mm-hmm. and like literally, he was the king and like King Henry. So I'm like, oh, that's so perfect because like it was probably the best casting. Did you pick up on uh, kind of the theme of the whole 
of uh what's this it's not sand it's the spice yeah, yeah the spice and the prescience and everything that comes with that no so dune is the one movie i didn't go deep in obviously because i didn't read the books so i kind of felt like a fraud that's um, okay but now after this i'm probably gonna just do deeper research usually when i see a movie i'll do deeper research but mm-hmm. i didn't know too much about dune's backstory the themes so i like didn't do much on that that film yeah just, it's it, it'll tell more i think hopefully in the second book but it has a, the the uh the author wrote it um back frank Herbie wrote back in like the 50s and he wrote it based on what it actually feels like to be to like have the come up story of a true leader and the problems and the things that happen with the leader and he he writes it in the sci-fi world and yeah. blah 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 and well i, I love the fact in dune where like the sun it's like yes like you obviously have a choice whether or not you want to be king or not but like there's some there's some part of when you're in that bloodline you you have no choice and yeah like all those those yeah. intricacies of like making those decisions in your head like oh fuck like i'm royalty i really don't want to do this but like i have a a duty to my yeah. name and like those cool things like I, I i loved his his character development with what's his name oscar i forgot the his dad's the the uh actor um oscar something yeah oscar wilde oscar wilde the, no. he i think that guy's a poet no. i don't know um don't quote me on it but he's he's great uh in uh moon knight as well i okay. love him he's a great actor so speaking of duties do you think that your duty on on this earth is to just be a badass artist <laughs> who's making like um art in terms of uh funny you asked that question so I just watched again um, Jim Carrey's acceptance speech when he spoke it. Yes, I, I forgot what school. Maybe it was USC. I but, always um, get hit on my YouTube for, to watch that video. Yeah, but he puts it so great as you know his how his duty was um, to alleviate people from anxiety and um, to give people this escapism from the things that are going on in their lives. And I'm like, okay, like I, I really like that. And in I'm trying to right now I'm feeding themes into sneaks of nature. Um Happy uh day 174, by yeah, the way. 174. <laughs> That's good. But yeah, I'm 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 trying to creep into themes um like Jim Carrey's speaking on and how I want to kind of leave a legacy in that story. And I'm coming to some really good stuff. But yeah, I I'm I'm definitely going deeper into figuring out how I want to be fulfilled in the project and mm-hmm. how I want to get what I want out of it. Cause like, yes, I've been working on it for like seven months and, and it's not like, it's really hard. Like this is the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. So it's, it's not fun. It's fun because it's creative, but like, I also have to find out my inspiration for doing it every day. Um, and I'm doing that through trying to put in these themes to teach people and to give them an experience where they can walk away and, and change their life, mm-hmm. right? So, like, those are the things I'm trying to uh, weave into the story right now. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, that's just where I'm at mentally. I'm, like, yeah. really trying to figure it out. Um, that's cool. And I'm not saying I'm, like, not fulfilled by the project because I completely am. But, like, this is a huge risk. I mean, when you're spending seven months on something with no return yet we haven't like all we're doing is spending money 
spending my time like it's it's draining everything valuable like, assets yeah, it's man. insane like if you think about it like time is money and i'm spending all my time on this we're not making any money from this at all mm-hmm. we're investing into it mm-hmm. so it's a little scary in the sense that it's like just my creativity kind of hoping it pays off right and that's been a really interesting um thing i'm dealing with right now just like mentally just because iconic is different you can create a piece test it out doesn't if it does well you know you can kind of triple down on it and if it doesn't you can take that as a a case study and and create something else right in a different pocket and you can keep testing 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 but here it's it's a little different so it's because it's a story the stakes are high if you if you put something out and it flops well you have to find a new way to build on top of what you just did so it feels good but it also is like it's something I've never uh, experienced before. Well, that's awesome. And I think just to kind of contextualize um, for uh, the listeners here, you know, you kind of, you come from an art background, started art. Yeah, we jumped in way too fast there. Well, no, it, it, we don't have to spend, we can spend, we can go wherever we want, dude. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, if you hear things in the background, Mark uh, is becoming a TikTok yeah. influencer. Mark's balls dropped today, so now he thinks he can scream and run around the house. Anyways, uh, go follow Iconic on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, picked up being an artist uh, probably by around the same time you stopped peeing the bed. I would say around yep. four or five, maybe six. Is that accurate? Yep. Okay. And then, uh, wait, about peeing the bed, you stopped around four or five or earlier, you think? It's a, it's probably the same. Yeah. it all Probably blends. the day, the same day. <laughs> same t- I became an artist when I stopped <laughs> peeing the bed. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but I think uh, kind of the... I mean, you, you grew up obviously loving Jordan, grew up in Chicago. Um, what suburb by chance? So Northwest suburbs of Chicago. Which um, suburbs specifically? Buffalo Grove. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I just know there's like one tr- really long train track out of Chicago and there's like every, every stop oh, yeah. is a different, different suburb. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, you know, going from there, uh, you hit college, you drop out of college or something happens there. Yeah which I don't know too much about. I just, I, I read, I've read all your origin stories. Oh, so nice. I have yeah. like a good con- context of all of yeah, it. Um, yeah. I, don't, I won't go too much into that. Um, but like, uh, just cause like it's over now and, um, of course, I still, like looking back on it. It's like, uh, there was a, a resolution in, in this, in that origin story. And we don't just like to keep going in the future, but, um, right. that, that defined me and that made, obviously everything you see is because of what you know a lot of the crap i went through um in college uh and you know some family stuff yeah and then you end up taking a job in uh san diego moving away from home and then eventually you started iconic with mark met ran into him uh what was it that you were you guys were doing again it was like so melon uh i was the product designer for melon and the hat like old hat and yeah, sportswear they're company. huge now yeah they're absolutely fucking crushing it no way they're everywhere i didn't know that yeah so i was the their uh their graphic designer you know i moved actually i was freelancing for them in chicago for like three years three or wow. three or four years and on the fifth year i moved out there to be their full-time product designer graphic designer pretty much everything all the all the almost like an art director yeah um and did that for about a year yeah about a year and that's when we started iconic like right at the end of the first year i moved okay 
to California. Moved to California, San Diego specifically, like Carlsbad area, yeah, right? Carlsbad. Got it. And then how did you meet Mark? Uh, met Mark through a girl that went to Arizona. Um, you know, Mark's a chatter. He talks a lot. And some random randomly expressed he needed an artist for a company he had called Cage Hero at the time. I was freelancing um, random odd graphic design jobs on Craigslist. I was around 21 at the time. And this is before Fiverr and Upwork. You're just hustling. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is when Craigslist, Craigslist wasn't creepy. And this is where actually people got a lot of their freelance It jobs. wasn't misconnections. It yeah. was. <laughs> and I got, I, do, I, I got so many jobs off Craigslist. Oh, my God. And I got a lot of like art direct. I got a lot of actually real good jobs off Craigslist um, back in the day. That was like, obviously, I had a I had a pretty good portfolio for for a graphic artist at the time, um, but yeah, Mark. Um, yeah, that's pretty much how you met Mark. Basically, yeah. So she referenced my name. Um, we went to college together, and he called me, and he's like, "Hey, I need a graphic designer for uh, this company that I have," and uh, did that for a couple of years, and then he got introduced to the Mellon guys, and obviously, Mark introduced them to me. So and that, mm-hmm. that's kind of how it all started. Got it. And then obviously the the culmination of iconic, um, you know, crossing over motivational quotes with originally it was memes and some other sort of cultural stuff. Yeah, and I remember kind of, like it was yesterday. We we're sitting in Carlsbad. I was at the kitchen table. Mark was on the couch, um, and was looking up at this Jordan canvas I, I had brought from Chicago um, that I printed. Art. Originally, I just wanted to print artwork on, on canvases for my apartment to decorate. It's strictly just to decorate it. Yeah. Because we, we had a lot of people over all the time. And I'm like, okay, let's spice this place up. It's a little bleak in here. We're, right. I, you know, just out of college or in and out of college, like just graduating. And um, so I put all of my artwork up. I created stuff, you know, specifically – for the walls, which was a bunch of like Jordan stuff, obviously living in Chicago, that mm-hmm. was everyone, you know, adores Jordan, obviously. So of course. Um, brought it to Carlsbad. We're looking at it, we're like, well, let's just let's just have you create more art and we'll post it on on Instagram and see what happens. And the first day we started, we sold twelve paintings in the first hour. Um and uh that's kind of when we knew, hey, this might actually work. Cause Sorry. we didn't put much in obviously time and thought into just getting that test pieces out like those just hey just let's just throw something up there and see what happens right um and once i did we're like, all right wow like what happens if we spend a couple more hours on this and start thinking hey like and start optimizing yeah and then we made around i think eight to ten grand on black friday that first it was like around black friday when we started this maybe it was like a couple months before but right and that toss was a lot of money. I mean, we were paying, we were getting paid nothing. Like, and we couldn't, I couldn't do freelance because, you know, out of the contract I signed. And um, so we were making a lot of money at all. So this was a lot of money to us. And then things really picked up when we got on, um, when we started doing Facebook ads. Yeah. And just started, you know, doing, no, basically entering the e-commerce space. Yeah, because I can then start canvases. manipulating I can really create anything I want, throw some money behind it yeah. and see what happens. goes right back to the, the testing uh, like yeah. we talked earlier. Yeah. And it's so funny. I remember in like 20, uh, what would it be? 2018 was when Gary V was like screaming about Facebook ads 
was it be even before then when you started doing that or was it more yeah we started facebook on in march 26 yeah. or 2017 yeah so it was still just completely rocking at that point in time i mean yeah we were not even the first i mean yeah if you came in 2015 16 that's when cheap yeah you can get cheap traffic and um, now it's just <laughs> the most expensive thing ever and now it just doesn't work now yeah. it's completely broken right that's just it's just crazy how looking how the times change attention right but i think what's cool about kind of it, well then i guess the next the next step that kind of contextualizes what sneaks of nature is is hey web3 what's up is that that yeah. kind of comes into play and i know you guys kind of rolled out a you kind of rolled out like a iconic nft with the, your canvas with the butterfly and the elephant and i think that was kind of like your first like glimpse of it in 2021 and then you kind of went dark and then came back around this year with meta Relics. yeah we wanted to dip our toe in obviously i didn't actually create that one or i created the, obviously the, the piece the canvas yeah but we worked with a studio and helped us with that um so i kind of directed how i wanted it to you know look and everything and uh yeah that was a way of kind of dip our toe in and um, that's when the market was super unstable and new and no one really knew what was going on. Yeah. It was the most, that was the most confusing six months of our lives, man. We was, it was so strange. That was the exact same time that we met basically. Yeah. That was around the, 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 Maybe a little the after. infamous a little RV after. shoot. A little after actually. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, right around that time frame. Yeah. Weird time. Yeah. Super weird time. But it's funny to think because I guess my Web3 evolution or like how I got introduced to it was literally f through Meta Relics and what you guys have created these past six months or seven, uh, more than that, eight or nine months now, pretty yeah, much, maybe even eight, further. Eight months. Eight months. And uh, it wasn't until I started getting involved, like physically joining the Discord, buying my Relics Pass. There goes Mark. Yeah. Uh, you know, going through the entire yeah. process of like what a user would do. It sucks, doesn't it? It you don't understand yeah. any of it I'm until you actually get into sure, it. And so is so, a little decky here, but yeah, I think it is. It is super. That's why I'm like. That's probably the most frustrating part of the space is like knowing that we're on the front cutting edge of it, and mm -hmm. where it's even hard for us, especially in the beginning. Like it was very, it was scary. Yeah, um, you had no idea what was going dude, on. Yeah, so and it's it, that's what you get with you know decentralized assets or in a wor or decentralized world is yeah everything goes yeah you guys ask for it this is what you're it's a cat it's it's totally shoot from the hip like wild well, it's west cowboy sword. Yeah. it's like okay you want it to be like westworld like uh, do you know what comes with that yeah, like, a yeah. Lot of shit, <laughs> exactly so. totally well no it's funny i just remember like my myself like trying to go to bed one night wondering if me buying a six hundred dollar relics pass at the time it was like point it's point two ETH or point I forget how much you sold yeah. the initial mint for, or the point initial two. mint was point yeah. two, and in ETH at the time it was like six hundred bucks. I was like, I have no idea what I'm getting into, but like I'm just gonna put in. It was way more than six hundred bucks at that time. It was like six hundred. No, yeah, bro, point two of three thousand is six hundred, isn't it? Oh, you mean I thought you meant one ETH was six hundred? No, no, no. I was like point two yeah, yeah. of yeah. what ETH was at the time, which yes. was about three thousand, was six hundred yeah, bucks. It was so like five and six hundred bucks. I got, you know, just got a wallet, just got my MetaMask. You know, yeah, that had money sucks. rolled into Ethereum and Bitcoin. 
um it's going with what it's going whatever yeah. and then i'm just like shaking as i like hit you know mint but in, in in hindsight obviously phenomenal investment like being able to be a part of the community and learn and everything but to think of that as like the barrier of entry as like my journey just to get to that point and start learning yeah. what the space is about is where i relate heavily to the yeah. people who just see it as like bored apes or scrolling twitter and just seeing like random stuff fortunately that, that won't ever be the case so like what we went through our onboarding process yeah that is going to be ancient to like how people get onboarded 100%. in the next six months right to you know like well actually six months it might still be the same but like my theory is around 18 months is when this is going to start getting adopted to, to the masses mm -hmm. in terms of the usability and um the onboard like the onboarding is it'll this will never get mainstream if it's how you and me got onboarded right a year ago yeah so like once i see that normalizing that's when it's like i'm like okay it's happening right but right now it's kind of like you're we're just making mistakes building um creating uh it's a very weird time it's like we're kind of fundamentally changing history right now like, yeah i feel like i'm another thing actually what makes me i mean i don't want to say bullish i hate that word but one we thing don't that makes me excited like thank, thank you for saying that. like inspired <laughs> yeah. to to create the story and to continue this every day is knowing that i'm building i could be building a story on a on a platform that really no one knows about yet like this could be the first of something I don't know what it is, right? But I feel that like this could be the first of something just because I'm building it and integrating the story in this manner where it's like a chronological, fictional memoir of my life, but right. it's also like an interactive experience, and and you're it's kind of like a movie, but you're in the movie, but it's fictional, and you're like playing a part, and we're all kind of acting. Yeah, it's and, your um, version of Dune, sort of, but like it's more, it's it, different. Like okay. Uh, do, do you watch the office yeah i know you're obsessed with the office yeah. well they, they have this one scene where they're playing this game like the, uh, the company's about to go um basically out of business dunder mifflin yeah and they're playing this fictional game together i forgot what the game is called but it's like they all have they all have a character they have to play and act and they have to find out who the murderer is and it's um yeah. you know it's an and it's a fictional game and they have to and jim who they actually were co- they were co, um, uh, what do you call it? I guess co-managers mm -hmm. at the time. And Jim was like, this is so stupid. Like we're going out of business. Why are we focusing on this? And then Michael, it was like really this really like real part of the, of the show, which rarely happens. And he starts, he gets lays into Jim. He's like, dude, like they need this right now. <laughs> like they need this escape. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of like what I want to, I want to create some sort of fictional escapism. Mm -hmm. um but also feels kind of like a amusement park ride at like a movie or like a, a movie amusement park ride right no i i guess so like i'm i'm trying a little bit of that like a new media so it's exciting because it's like there's no rules there's no no one's done it before so right. i'm kind of just figuring it out and um putting all the things i've experienced and i liked about um interactive like like i i love roller coasters like going like as a kid going to like Six Flags to like the Batman ride and feeling like I'm on the set. Yeah. And like I'm like interacting into the story. Like those are the things I'm trying to bring into the sneaks that um 
all just come from my childhood. That's amazing. That's so cool you said that. And like, I think the coolest part is like, it's, it's the reflection of that journey that we've kind of touched on all these different, all these different sneaks, uh, which are, you know, obviously based on a, a famous sneaker, um, for each character, but each character also has an origin story that has, that's directly tied to your yeah, life. And you should see what well, so I wrote, the, I'll show you after this, but the trailers for the next three or four trailers are all, mm-hmm. are all based on a character. Yeah. And then also based on a scene oh. in a movie that, that inspired me growing up. Oh, so it's like you that get but that scene directly is like relates to the story and then also the origin story. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to connect as many dots as possible. And like, um, to me, I obviously loved Ready Player One. I, I'm I'm a huge person of celebrating fan. I'm a fandom type of guy. Like, mm-hmm. I still have a bunch of stuff I loved growing up as a kid in my room and like collecting that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to also incorporate that incorporate that into sneaks. Whether it's films I love, directors, scenes. Like scenes are really important to me. Certain scenes in a movie that just like change you. Like, dude, like. I'm just literally just trying to incorporate the stuff that inspires me to then and hope inspires you to then, um, you know, do what you love. But yeah, there's a lot of themes I'm working on right now and it has a lot to do with, um, being yourself and like living your truth and, um, kind of one way for that one for me, one way for me, for me to do that is you know, whenever I think of myself as a kid, and usually when you think of yourself as a kid, it's like the purest form of yourself. Mm-hmm. So those are the things I'm trying to bring you back to when you were a kid to kind of recognize the things that you love doing mm-hmm. to maybe inspire um, a change or to pursue something that you kind of uh, held off on or forgot about. Right. You know, just being a kid. So I'm taking a lot of themes from like, you know, there's Peter Pan. I'm bringing themes about he's a inspires an origin journal. Um, so it's a it's a ton of different stuff like that yeah like i loved there are two in particular that i really loved i loved the don't carver spilled milk with chuck and then the don't lose your dinosaur uh with who what's the name of that brie yeah brie um brie's gonna be a big a a nice trailer coming in okay cool yeah i don't we don't need to necessarily dive into uh, well do you want to dive into the origin stories behind some of these characters or would you rather have the trailers do that yeah i'll have the trailers do that i mean the trailers are going to open up a whole different side of the origin journals which is going to be way more visual and like cinematic Mm -hmm. the ones that i have written are more those are just personal story like very personal stories um that i think are important to show people that it's okay to be vulnerable and yeah. uh, it's okay to kind of like, I don't know, talk about the things that were like really dark and, and then also talk about the things that were, that you've learned and talk about the yeah, like, totally good things in life. So, um, totally. I just think we we're, we're losing a lot of that, like freedom to just talk about the truth of who you are. And like people are high. I mean, 2022 people, people are not saying what they really want to say. They're scared. They're so scared. They're like we people are probably the most scared we've ever been in history. Um, that's not true, but like you know what I mean. Yes, I do know what you mean. We're scared to publicly state our opinions. Um, and, yeah, and that will then start to manipulate who we are. Right, and I think a lot of that has to do with just how everybody is very well aware of how things catch fire, 
And if you don't want to be the person who says something that catches fire in the wrong direction for really no intention at all, like you, yeah, I just like this whole, you know, the pandemic, the election and you're either left or right. Like I'm just so confused because like we're 8 billion people, like there should be 8 billion different points of view in this world. And yeah, I'm trying to express my personal point of view through, you know, art form and, and I, my, th- I really want, you know, people to kind of just dig deep into, in, into themselves and ask themselves like, you know, h- how well do you know yourself? How well right. are you actually living that? Um, well, and I think that's why it's cool. Like each of the characters have like that kind of quote that ties each one, like Chuck being a cow that's don't cry ever spilled milk, you know, if some shit really goes bad in your life, i.e., you know, what happened with uh, your college and everything like that, like something, someone else can relate to that story yeah. and, you know, tie, tie yeah, themselves exactly. to that character. Yeah. And I think that's just really cool that you've done that with, I don't know how many of, how many sneaks are there total? 23 right now. 23. Bro. So, well, that makes sense. Um, it makes, like, that gives people the relatability aspect that I think, um, makes the project so interesting. And another thing that I love just kind of from the, uh, the, like your journey so far is like, you know, you're, you're a true artist who found a lot of success through, you know, the original, uh, you know, the web two space of Instagram. I know Instagram's having a little bit of controversial updates and everything that would kind of hinder that just still frame pictures an identity crisis. Sure. They're trying to be TikTok. Um, but it, it's yeah, they're cool not to, living their truth. They're see? not living their truth. There you go. <laughs> the, yeah, listen up, Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I think it's cool that like, you know you you have like what nine hundred thousand followers on Instagram. I would say the majority no, yeah, of that eight. eight sorry, yeah. eight hundred thousand, maybe nine hundred thousand after this podcast. But nonetheless, <laughs> the it's cool to see that you you grew a following through your art of the things that you wanted to do th- through iconic, etc. Then you then Web three comes along. The first I would say what we're in right now, this first web three boom has basically based been based entirely around still frame images and art and NFTs. I know, you know, people joke about screenshotting your NFT and stuff. And the people who know the true space of NFTs know that like, you know, an NFT is going to be a transaction. Yeah. It lives on the blockchain. It lives on the blockchain. But Gary put out a great video. He's like, he's like, you realize like they're talking about the internet when we're talking about the blockchain. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like That's we're talking is. about two different things yeah um and that really connected that connects it's like it's just like the cover what nfts are they're, they're just the, the like the cover photo to a bank the cover photo to anything that's under them yeah which is insane amounts of technology and right. and um creativity i mean that's also you know there's this space is insane because um, I'm a true artist and I the art does not inspire me. Art does not inspire me at all. Hmm. Like I am, I get inspired by these this technology and the ability to creatively think of an idea, give it, work with my team of developers and then them be like, we can code that. And then that lives on forever. Like that, that coding, like that access, like whatever I assign to that piece of um, that NFT, like is public domain. It's also just like locked in like in perpetuity. Correct. Like that, that will never change. Like, so that's really exciting. It's like, it's, I like to think about it as like, you know, digital DNA, you can really craft it. 
and and say like, hey, I want it, I want this to work like this. Mm-hmm. And there's no level of, um, there's no level of simplicity to it. Or I'm sorry, it's just you can layer on so many different things to it, right? And there's no cap to it. I guess what I'm saying, like exactly. you can just keep. Like, okay, I want this to do this. And then you don't like you don't stop there. You can layer on 20 things that you want that to do. Right. Um, and For example, a, a simple example would be like, hey, you like if you purchase this relics pass, all of a sudden, if you connect your wallet to some something we send you, we can, you know, oh, we'll have your address though. to send you truff sauce. And it's like, oh, perfect. Dude, I never knew anything. that that was even a possibility. There's so many applications. <laughs> there's a billion yeah. things you can do with there's it. There's so many applications of 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 it that it's like, it kind of like hurts your brain. Um, but that's the thrill of it. And and one thing that I also love on top of it, um, you guys did a Twitter spaces with Chris Canatino with Pop, uh, Crypto Packaged Goods, and that whole those whole guys. And one thing that he said on that, specific call between or the specific conversation between you and him was he said you know the space is so young um the people who are really going to have success are the ones who first and foremost try but the ones who focus on the building aspect and this you know this digital dna that you're talking about is crafted with each artist not only as like with the artwork but with the back end of like what you can do on the blockchain and so I just immediately started learning how to code in Solidity and just like learn what it would take me to build my own code on the back end to see if I can yeah, do it. And no it's thanks. it's fa- it's tough. fascinating. It though. is. Yeah. If, if that's your wheelhouse, like this is for you. But like, yeah, I'm getting just, it's helping me as a creative thinking real. I mean, this is, this for me is the first time I'm truly innovating I right. feel like that's one thing to say is, or to mention is like yeah. iconic was, you know, you, there's other people that have their hands in the pot as to like what the piece of art is going to say, what it's, what the picture it is and everything like that sneaks yeah, is full creative a, freedom for the I mean, first yeah, time. Like it's one thing to just thinking of idea, putting on a canvas and selling it. That's not innovation to me. Like, but I'm really feel like I'm innovating just cause like we actually like every day, my developer is coming to me like with like with an example that he can customize. So it's like, okay, there's this part of the journey that I can fully customize. And I'm like, whoa, because like it's it's crazy. If you think about, I can't say it on here, but like if you think about what that is, I'm like, okay, I can make put that in the story, right? So you're taking these oh, things man. that he's noticing and that he can customize through user experience, and I'm putting it into the into the story to where, you know, obviously it makes sense, but you're now in the story as well. Mm-hmm. So um, those are the exciting things that we're doing on the daily right now. That's uh, really, really exciting. Like I, 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 I joke with the guys right now. I was like, I haven't, I haven't, this is the longest I've gone without really creating stuff because, you know, I've been pumping out stuff for years and years every day, but like mm-hmm. right now it's a lot of creative writing and thinking and conceptual development and, and, but it's in a different format. It's, it's, I'm not, I'm not thinking about it to sell canvases i'm not thinking about it to increase our conversion rate no it's it's pure um it's honestly just pure creation of something that i can't google right now like i can't no. look up okay how do i increase my conversion rate you know I, how do i do this like how do you i can tell my that. own story <laughs> yeah it's like how yeah exactly it's like how do i tell my own story but using the blockchain which is 
being created right now <laughs> which we're which learning changes new capabilities every day, yeah. every day. Yeah. so yeah. it's like that's really fun that's amazing um, How, what's it like been uh what's it been like sorry like looking back on your journey so far basically consistently every day to mold the story uh like this it with feels, the storytelling yeah, it practice feels um it feels uh natural well when i lived in la my big thing was <clears throat> when people asked me like, so this was like five years ago like where do you see yourself in five years i would i hate that question by the way even i would always say filmmaking and movies like i love movies i love filmmaking just because i recognized that i'm one that wants to push my creator my um aesthetic intelligence like to me i think i have the capability to really be one of the smartest creatives like that's my goal i want to be one of the smartest creatives to ever live so like what how what what are the ways to get there and filmmaking to me is is the next step is Mm. if you knew how much goes into that shit like and how much you can pour into that um the data points of like how (laughs) the creativity if i did like a scoreboard of like the levels of creativity that goes into a certain medium like movies and like directing and and writing and even like producing and then um you know just every process that goes into filmmaking and then like i think that's it like for me like i i think i got past 2d images you know 4d you know we kind of been doing it for a little bit so i'm like what's the next thing i could do to really you know flex my creative muscle and it's you know for me it's it's getting better right it's so i'm like okay i'm gonna start thinking of the most creative complex themes and pieces to the puzzle and see how well i can um, tie them all together Mm -hmm. while also entertaining you changing your life creating emotional like so i'm like if i put everything on the table i want i want to use all these parts somehow right you have all these Lego bricks. You're just trying to figure out what you yeah, want to actually so, build. Yeah, and you're so you're just limited in like 2D art. And you're limited. Uh, you know, I think I pushed it as much as I could in terms of fulfillment and ambition. Like, you know, thinking of quotes that emotionally move someone to then purchase something. I think I've <laughs> I've done, and then I've done it. You know, with a lot of other things. But like, I want to see what was next for how how i can push myself um intellectually well that's a cool did you have a period of time where you started to realize that like you were ready to move out of 2d like did you find a was there something in your head that was like all right i'm not as curious as i was before it just came natural like web3 just came a lot and then kind of roll itself out and then you know i just think like life works out that way man where Mm -hmm. it's just like it's those cues you have to look for like and um my answer is no i didn't i mean it just kind of came and then when you look back on it you're like this came at the right time for right. me like you know um it always does yeah and i think if you if, you, if you're working hard and you and you truly want to get better every day like that will be the progression of your life it'll just find it but if you if you're full of shit and you're and you really have the wrong intent and and you'll get those type of or uh, results right so if you really if you if you're if you're going into it you know really trying to better yourself and being genuine and you believe in karma and you know i i don't think you have to be ambitious but i think you have to be i mean you definitely have to be curious i think being Mm -hmm. curious is a fundamental thing we should all have right 
as human beings. I think all human beings, it's in our nature, I think, to be curious. And I think if you deny yourself of that trait, I just find that very strange. You won't enjoy life as much mm-hmm. if you're not curious about life. Right. If you're not curious about your own existence, I think that's, um, you're, you're solely missing the point of life. Yeah, that's right. Because right. there's so many, when you're, when you're curious, you start to realize all these different opportunities or different things you can latch onto. And, and I think one thing that kind of combats with that sometimes is like the anxiety of like when you're building something and it's not ha- like that moment hasn't come yet. And, uh, it's just cool that like the curiosity portion of it puts you at ease. It's like, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to worry about like the, the next plot line of the story. I'm just going to continue to like be, live my life work. And then all of a sudden that yeah. curious mind picks up on the cue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've had to deal with like a lot of that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the number one advocate of if you work hard, like you will get the results you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And that, that doesn't mean bullshit. Like it doesn't mean you think you're working hard. Like if you know in your heart you're working hard. Right. Um, and you're going that extra, extra mile every day and not just one day. Right. If you're consistently doing that over and over again right. and over again and over again, and then times a hundred, like not just a couple of days or a month or a year, right. like continuously, I think, you deserve those results. Um, and I went through a year or two in different patches where that wasn't the case. So like that fucked me up a little bit. I'm like, okay, well now I have to kind of look back and be like, what happened there? Mm. Working my ass off for a huge, like a long, long, long period of time. What happened? Um, and so you start to assess those type of things. And, um, I think you just, there's no choice for me or I think anyone to like wake up and just try and gain, regain that enthusiasm and just keep going and keep kind of right. knocking down, you know, those barriers. Cause you, you, you never know when you're at that last barrier. And so there's a great piece I have made. That's <clears throat> probably the most underrated piece for me, at least it's this piece of um, this, this Roman, uh, this Roman worker. And he's knocking, you see a bunch of these pillars he's knocked down. And at the end of all of them is this treasure of gold. And he's knocked down all of these and there's one more and he quit. You yeah. can't see what's on the other side. So it's right. like, for me, I always look to remember that piece. And I'm like, you never know when that you heard that, that next day you get that break the next day. Like, right. And then so, all of a sudden it's all worth it. You know, yeah, like, it's like you, so it's so easy to see at that the point. The next getting, getting up for that next day, um, to continue that even for how much failure you've had and then knowing the next day could be, you know, that day. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's another reason I love I, some of the iconic pieces. It's like, I really, really, um, I worked my ass off to try and uh, hammer home a metaphor for people where they can gain that confidence to do those types of things mm-hmm. or to wake up and actually continue on that goal or doing like, so I'm like, how could I hammer this home visually to then create that perfect metaphor for you to accomplish the things that you thought were impossible? Like that for me was the, the, the like the magic of iconic and still is. Um, but I've created so many goddamn pieces that you're constantly finding ways to reinvent that. Yeah, that's interesting. But some of those pieces for me, like, I can like give you like I, I want to do an iconic awards brand and we should probably do that where we like we we rank the pieces based on like their effectiveness. That sounds like uh maybe a TikTok series. Yeah, like of oh, the awards like I for hate to that put one? you on TikTok, but maybe yeah. 
for that one, like series. for me, that one would be just like that's that's for me that was just so powerful that 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 piece. Yeah, and um, well, like even the behind the art stuff you've you've been doing recently. I know you've maybe done two or three episodes of it, but um, that you've released so far at least. But um, even just seeing the story behind the piece of art or what the inspiration was or the meaning or whatever it may be that that is so cool because then it it makes me look at the piece through your lens but then i i have a, also another perspective yeah. of like oh you know i didn't even think about it like that yeah we need to actually do that brandon 100 percent. yeah oh well did you hear what he said about ranking the pieces yeah, I think, I think we have to do that. Just sorry, whole listen to the podcast. Just because I think I think I've that. I think I've um I think I've, I've developed a new level of explaining uh my process and the meaning behind some of the stuff because mm-hmm. like I've never been I've had I was someone who's a stupid student so I have had to work my ass off to be to understand the intellectual side of entrepreneurship and and business and even psychology. Like I didn't know any of this shit when I was a kid or like growing up, I knew right. nothing. And I thought I wouldn't, couldn't have ever told you I would have been into it. But now that I've been studying it like relentlessly, um, I can now go back to some of the stuff that I couldn't really articulate back then and tell you kind of like, okay, like it makes sense in here, but it was really hard to then like spew it me. out. Cause like, I'm not, you know, I had to really work hard to get my vocabulary um, up, how I, I verbally explain something to you. Right. So I think now I can, I'm at a stage where I can go back and kind of do those things where before, you know, I couldn't. My, my way of doing that was creating it. Right. And not saying it. Now, what was the thing that's helped you become better at saying it? Was it like movies? Movies? Okay. 100%. And studying film um, because you're they're literally doing that. Film is is also a metaphor. It's the same thing I do when I create iconic pieces. It's just 2D and not a, this grand story, right? Mm-hmm. It's storytelling, but in one frame. So movies was a way for me to, for in, in, in studying uh, like literally film and, and critics and, and having them explain certain scenes and why this happened, um, the framing, composition, uh, dialogue. And I'm learning all these things. I'm like, I, where I know in my head, like all this existed, but I had no way to explain it. So it's like, that was my, that's like literally like when anyone's reading a book and they're sitting there learning stuff, like me watching film and then having them talk about film and then me rewatching movies. That's like, I'm getting, so, I can feel myself getting smarter, like so exponentially quicker. Yeah. Where it's, it's, I've never verbally said it out loud just now. Like that, I can literally, when I'm watching movies, feel myself getting smarter because I'm learning. I can understand the gears are finally turning. Yeah, it's like (laughs) I understand everything now, but I never did because, like, I I have them the way to explain it properly. So I understand now, okay, this is what was in my brain that I was thinking about, but I could never really articulate it. Right. And, like, for your sake, explaining it you know obviously in the in the form of the film but do you think that's something that you'll do even more now is like when we when you release a trailer or something like that going back through and oh, physically yeah. talking about it and be like this is what we were wanting to do it was hot as shit out there and when we were digging up the relics box or whatever like uh, yeah well i i'm the I, certain process behind the development of some of these various scenes yeah it's more it's more um thematically connecting some of these it's it's more easter eggs i've been obsessed with easter eggs um 
and the usage of connecting them to the themes and not just having them in for no reason. Right. Which I've been, I did in the beginning. Um, Very intentional of you. Yeah, but I, I, originally it was it was just for fandom purposes. Like, hey, we talk about this a lot in our in the VC. Yeah, like the pop tarts, just put it fun, in. you know, real yeah, fun. But stuff. I'm like, I'm going like ten levels deeper, and it's like I won't put in something unless I can tie it back to something that supports the theme. So I'm like really, I'm really taking pride in that aspect of the storytelling, and I'm noticing that you don't need a big budget. Like literally, all our trailers have cost us like under 150 bucks. <laughs> But if you really, if you start layering in these deeper intellectual uh, um, kind of properties of, of cinema, you don't have to, you know, spend a bunch of money on like these spectacles, which is a thing I've been obsessed with after watching Nope. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. But um, yeah, I've been really, I, you learn a lot about um, filmmaking with spending no money because you're, you start to study the underlying ways storytelling functions. Mm. Yeah. Um, you have to use the, f- of what you're actually given, not just yeah, pay extra exactly. money. To I was trying to bridge think, yeah, the even gap. That I'm like trying to think about how, like, cause a lot of the things I'm saying, would you say it's I've like the aspect about. of like closure? Is that, um, no, it's kind of just like, I've, I've found new weapons I've never mm. had and I'm using them. That's cool that's really what it feels like it feels like i've had something in me and i didn't know i didn't know how to use it or i didn't know i had right and now that i know how to do it i'm like oh my god like i can u- now use this into my art form which i've been felt like was just 2d art like so like i'm realizing things um as i'm going as an artist that i've never had that i think a lot of artists should probably like if you if you're an artist and you know you have one style of art that's why I've never liked I've never liked one or artists who have one style, because I feel like they're scared to if you if they if you're really an artist, you can do so much with creativity, that if you are a real artist, you can use it everywhere mm-hmm. and anywhere. You can apply it to a lot of different things, and if you're just using it for your like one little art form, and you only use that color, and you only use this medium, and only distribute it this way, like. It's questionable because it's like why? Because you're comfortable doing it, probably. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's, I think that creativity is you can get so. As I said, like I've realized, creativity can apply to um, much different things if you actually have it, um, and it's been exciting to like figure that out. Right, because you don't know totally. Like truly, I didn't think I had a lot of the things I had, um, and. Um, that's, that's another reason why I want people to kind of do the things that they're passionate about and they like. Cause like you'll realize the potential you have in, in certain areas that are just tucked away. Right. And if you don't find out, if you don't actually, you know, pursue those things, you will, you, you could, you could die not knowing that you had how much the stuff. Yeah. How much stuff you had to offer to this world. Wow. That rocks. <laughs> how many podcasts have you done? That, None. You need to do more podcasts. I know. I, well, I, I'm I preparing you, you for. Well, here's the thing: like, this is genuine. I'm saying I stay in on weekends and I study film, and I've been doing that for about six months or longer than that. I've been watching movies, but intentionally studying film in the way I am in terms of like, like every time I watch a movie now, I'll I'll research about it, um, mm. how they talk about it, and how how the movie was made, and um, it's specific movies that I want to emulate. Yeah, you know, I'm not fucking looking up 
you know, Paul Bart Mall Cop and how they made that movie. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I just I'm, I have so much respect for the, the art form of movie making because I know how how deep it is um, in the creative process and how hard or how difficult it is. Yeah, I think it's just cool that like you 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 know you've had your typical medium of two D. You're now you know transferring you know all the stuff you've learned from there into something that you're just more driven towards now at this well, point. Yeah, and here's the reason because like Web two was all about marketing and conversion. Like I spend one dollar, I need to get at least one dollar back. It is not that way anymore, or at least in Web three, uh, maybe it will adapt back to that and like um, correct itself. Yeah. But right now, it's just like, dude, like how creative can you be? And like, there's no intention besides wow. besides that. There's no like, how creative could you be to um, acquire a customer? No. It's just in general, like flex how hard you can how how you can um emotionally move someone through art and that's it and that's it and because i just hope it happens so it's like there's no kpi really of it and like the kpi even saying the, kpi in art is like is, is ironic it is a very ironic i i also think the the reason why it is that way and i don't think a lot of people understand this as much yet is just the value of one person like when like uh like for example like it, your you. small community the small community that is sneaks relics or whatever you've done so far uh -huh. is no more than a thousand people oh yeah we're and it's yeah it's small no more it than a thousand like a, it feels people. like a, a, a like a little community you had you have currently eight hundred ninety thousand instagram followers or whatever well, that doesn't mean anything those aren't clearly exactly but and look I'll at tell the you, difference yeah. between what like something that was looked yeah. highly upon millions of followers thousands of followers tons of likes that's that was web yeah. two why, but now web three it's like i'm just excited to to flex my creative muscles and have yeah. 600 people watch the video and that's or, what i'm feeling right now and it's funny you bring it up at this time of my life because like i've been obsessing over this movie nope just because of the themes in it but like it's just it's one thing people don't know about the movie nope is jordan peele actually wrote the film back I think in the early pandemic when he hit, he was actually worried about the state of cinema where, and also how everything, everyone was just creating for the spectacle. Everything was creating for the KPI. Like I want to be rich and famous. I want to have followers. I want to get likes. Like that was the reason why people were creating content. And it feels like that's how I was also creating content, whether it was creating iconic pieces or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was what I was creating. My intent for creation was it was, exposure and likes and followers but like he wanted to create a movie that one showed showed that narrative but also kind of show the irony and the uh, satire of it and i feel like web 3 is like my jordan peele movie because i don't have to um cater to that that kpi of um, acquiring customers i can just do any of the themes that I, I, I really I'm truly passionate about without trying to get something out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to give it. I'm trying to put things into it that are going to make you think that are going to hopefully change your life in a positive in a positive way. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, yeah. I, I think that that is like the I have a lot of friends like when I tweeted that I was talking to you today and they were they were shooting me texts like ask them about 
the different like the challenge to web 3 like is it going to be basically the same thing or as web 2 with the point all with the surrounding aspects of mental health and how that's you know really the the kpi aspect of it has really hurt a lot of people how is that going to be different in web 3 and i think a lot of the basis of those questions that i was getting was just like lack of understanding almost and that's yeah but it's also super risky right now like not having a that's, K- that's a different yeah. total mental battle like I not agree. having the kpis to even look for and know if you're doing it right and if it's going to support the lifestyle you want like all these things are so many yeah. what ifs so i will argue there's this though, beautiful way there's a beautiful thing going on where it's like yes there's creative freedom but yes it's also the most risky time yeah and and that also goes back kind of the the conversation you said earlier where it's like yeah it feels really weird to just like only be creating not really doing anything that has like a monetary feedback. Um, and But it's also nice, in my opinion, that you have an entire company built around uh, Web2 that, you know, is providing somewhat of a backbone and it's great. And you don't have to necessarily worry about the performance metric of like making money off of sneaks of nature and all that good stuff because you already have something that you've already built and optimized more or less. Yeah, it's just different. Like Way it's, different. It's... Um yeah, I'm in it right now, so I don't, I can't tell you, uh, I can't reflect on it quite yet. No. But um, what I do know is um, it's made me a lot happier um, in a sense that, how can I put this? Um, it's maybe happening in a different way, but it's also so much scarier like i it's so much scarier because like i like said but I'm, I'm trying to think about it right now it's like with iconic i know i can wake up and make an ad and I, you know if i really think creatively about an ad that can do well um it's gonna you know give us back return and you know i can then pay my team and we could do more things and more revenue and it's like but like the same way does not apply what I'm doing now. So um, it's more fun, but it's also when you're not, when you're done and you turn that switch off, cause like it is an on and off switch mm-hmm. um, where it's like, I can be in my fictional world of creating, but once I turn that off switch, I'm like, okay, how much money do we make today? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And then totally. it's like, well, we are not, yep. we're not selling anything yet. And it's a year, it's a, a month six. So it's like, there's a difference there where it's like once you turn it off, it gets really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you turn it on again, it's like, okay, yeah, we can play around and yeah. do all that. But well, I think it just kind of goes with saying that, like, you know, there's pluses and minuses to each thing that you're doing. Yeah. So you can't, you know, you're always going to have a problem. I, my favorite thi- uh, like innovation story, I think Elon Musk is the one who oh, I got this from, but um, basically he's like, yeah, we had horses and then we, cr- and, you know, people were complaining about the immobility of horses and then we made cars and everyone thought the cars was the solution to the problem. And they had their problem with pollution. And now we we're solving that with electric cars, but that doesn't mean that everything's solved. There's still another problem to solve. So it's just like, he's like, you got to be obsessed with solving the problem and you got to be okay with knowing that there is going to be problems. And that constant cycle of, you know, it goes back kind of the curiosity thing where it's like, yeah, you're, as long as you're curious and you're continuing that loop, you're 
Yeah. You're going to basically hate, continuously solving problems with creating notes. I hate how people like shit on these billionaires who like literally are Elon Musk spending is having their, a tough time. Yeah, which like is so lame. If you think about it, like they're spending all their own money and they're risking everything their whole life to like, to innovate like our, our species. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's pretty heavy shit. That's pretty heavy and shit. And they're not doing it on our taxpayer and our tax dollars. They're doing it from, it's from called private. Profits. Yeah. They're, pri- they're privately funding. So it's a little, whenever people give them shit, I'm like, do you want to fund the future? <laughs> like, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> um, no kidding. So yeah, it's like, even what they do, like, I can't even imagine that kind of shit. I'm I'm over here just trying to. Um, You're over here in Jeff's world, creating uh, your own little. Yeah, it's also weird. Create you your know, movie, man. It's weird because like I always loved the like Elon Musk in the world who are actually creating something that solve a lot of problems and uh, innovate for future. And I've wanted to kind of do that, but it's like, how do you do that as an artist? And I think I'm finding this is kind of my way. Yeah. Of. Like what Jim Carrey said, uh, like he provides that, uh, you know, that escapism. Right. Um, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do it the best way I can. Totally. The, uh, so kind of going back to like the pluses and the minuses or like the, the various things that you have when you go into, you know, a new, a new medium or a new thing that you're trying. Um, what is your average quality? So like, it, this is something that you do well it's sometimes bad at others but it's truly like something that you care about or you're trying to work on every day mm-hmm. what would you say your average quality is what do you mean reframe that i'm trying to understand um so this basically how i how i frame it is it's something that you um it's something that you care about and that you're focusing on every day okay you know you can get better at it no matter how good you get at it what is that thing? It could be like a, an action. It could be a a mindset. It could be something, a, a talent that you have. It could be anything. Um, You're what, asking a specific thing. My in your in in you. That what? Uh, that you're average at. Oh, then I'm like average at. Yeah. <sighs> I mean everything. I'm average at pretty much. I'm literally dead average at everything besides I think uh, creativity. Dead fucking average. Nice. Like I'm the most average dude when it comes to everything besides literally this one thing, which which you're I'm like fine I'm, with. you're like I'm the best creator ever. I'm fine with that. I can be <laughs> but, average. That's why I like. But I'm gonna be really average at ironing like, shirts. If I'm not doing this, that's another funny thing. Like I don't really care about other stuff as much. Like you know when like like you you go out to let's say golf with your buddies and like that one guy just gets super competitive and pissed and like (laughs) i just like don't because like i know that's not where i my energy is yeah so i'm just like i can be i can be average at this it's fine i can be average at everything right but like i'm i picked this one thing and i'm gonna fucking destroy it i will cut your fucking head off at this one thing and everything else you can have like i can be the average below average dude of a million different things, but like, but not, not for, not for being a creator. Yeah. Like I, Would you say you're an average creator in the I, grand scheme of everything? No, I, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love that answer. Most yeah. of the time people will say like, I've had other artists or various people on the podcast and oh, they, they think they're average at the thing that they say, doing? like say we have like a, an art, like a singer or something plenty of times have people said oh yeah i'm average at singing because i'm well, not i feel like singers I say that because they're singers. very self-conscious <laughs> i feel like all singers are self-conscious about their 
their voice and the, the yes. way they do it. Like, yeah. But like, but I, I love the confidence of what you're no, saying. But I think, cause I'm a true believer of aesthetic intelligence and in that you can't, there's something in that, that like, I'm a firm believer that art, um, that art isn't subjective. Mm. Like I can, you can, you can point any art piece out, anything in the world. And I can, I can fucking write an essay on why or not. Um, it's aesthetically pleasing or like if you frame a question around art and creativity and um, subjectivity, I can, I can sway you that it's not through all the tactics I have in my brain, whether it's like, you know what I mean? Like I have that confidence. Um, I just think it's something I was given that I do the, I do very well. Yeah. That's interesting. I, cause it seems like you've realized that, but you've known that for quite some time and you're forever. Right. That's and so, I told you, but I couldn't articulate what it was. Right. Until you tried Until a I'm new medium. Now. Well, no, I, I'm now that I've, I'm maturing and I'm growing. I've read, like, I'm really growing every day. Like I'm intentionally studying something in art that I, I'm just exploring my yeah. and flexing. I'm really, if like, if I, if there's a gym, like I'm in the gym, like every hour I'm up. Like if you're, if I, if I was a, a weightlifter, like that's, that's really how much time I'm spending on growing the craft of, you know, creativity and art. Like I'm every fucking hour, every day, that's even weekends awesome. I'm doing it. Um, and it's, that's the best thing about it is like you don't get fatigued, um, because it just fuels your curiosity and inspiration. Like I can't do that if I was a bodybuilder or if I was playing basketball, like, right. You know, you have all capabilities to basically go all gas, no brakes. Exactly. Yeah, but it, there's something else because if something inspires me, that's just another step I've unlocked, and then I can go to the next step. And next, like in, to me, inspiration doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't cap. Like, oh, like I've had this much inspiration, and that's it. I'm never gonna find any more. Like, yeah. And that's also a part of my systems of creating. I know my, uh, I know that things that get me going. Mm. So if like I'm on, if I'm in a creative rut, I know exactly what to do, and I know exactly what levers to pull in my brain. I've mm. studied. That's that's what one of the, that was what Bob's origin journal was about. Was that there was really no excuse to creative blocks if you actually know yourself and how you. If if you're if you're really introspective by yourself, you shouldn't have a problem with that because you can think about the things that excite you. Like literally, mm. think about the emotions of excitement. Right. Like what does that do? That inspire, like, so if you really just go down to human mm. behavior, you can really figure out a lot about yourself to then fuel the types of things you want to accomplish. But that takes and that up. gets you through any basically anything. For yeah, creatively, I can get through anything based on the the things I know that yeah, um, I know the moments, the aha in my brain and my literally the DNA that is like wow, like because there's some days where I'm like I don't want to do shit. I don't want to create anything. I don't even want to think about it. Right. And let's say I have to get in that mindset. I know, okay, I know the exact type of movies I need to watch. I know the exact type of uh, um, okay. soundtracks, uh, movie nice. soundtracks I need to get into to get my head back in. Like, and then I'm like back. Right. So that's cool. We, you know, the name of the podcast that we that we run is the Back Pocket Podcast, and Back Pocket is a, in your back pocket. Is yeah. in your back pocket. So in like your bag, in bit. your bag, dude. And when you have a creative rut, when you have a situation where the energy isn't moving forward the introspective for for you is what it sounds like it's like the yeah, introspective awareness awareness and the yeah. things that you know that will get you going and yeah, you that's, can employ, and that's deploy I, those things at exactly. any time and i think that's why i figured out that if you really 
go back to yourself as a kid and start to dissect the things that made you happy and excite you, um, you'll start to extract those types of uh, discoveries in yourself. Oh, yeah. Like you'll be like, wow, you know, that really made me happy when I was a kid. Uh, I've suppressed that for maybe, maybe I haven't done it in 10 years. Like try yeah. it, go back and, and see that even just to feel that feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to do is to get you back to feel that feeling. And maybe you're like, discover that you know maybe on the weekends i wanted to start this hobby maybe i want to get into the thing i forgot about when i was a kid that made me happy right. and then who knows where that's going to lead you but like mm -hmm. to me it's about discovering that emotion because when we die we can't take anything with us uh the only thing we can take with us is our memories and the, and uh the emotion we felt throughout our life and i'm trying to give the best parts of the, our life experience back or even even inspire new experiences that you don't have yet but i think finding them first and referencing them is the best way to then you know move forward and, and live a fulfilling life yeah because then the the goals become sharing those types of things or, or living those types of things even more uh creating things around the yeah and it's just fascinating how different wild. we all are eat too it's like it's like so that could be like playing piano for someone yeah it could be anything but so that's why it's so fascinating it's like everyone's gonna have something different um mm -hmm. and i feel like everyone just wants to do the same thing now yeah well it's funny like for me um you know i'm working construction and, and as an engineer and i keep telling christina how much more excited like I, i'm starting to get excited to go to work now which i never had felt before which i'm annoyed about because i'm like i'm in construction i yeah, but what's the what was the unlock? Well, the unlock is that I'm just being a total goofball with everybody there, and I'm doing a good job. So now I ha like obviously there's problems every day, but I just laugh at the problems, and I usually just make fun of the people, or like or like my the main boss. He's like so he's a retired Marine guy, mm -hmm. and he runs the project, and he has so he has no self awareness, and he has so many internal problems, and I. I, I I pick on him. I like I yeah. purposely say stuff to make him mad, like an older brother would. And he's fifty seven years old yeah. or something. Like, That's a comedian, you know. And it's the best. It's so much fun. Yeah, like the, I have so much fun. This doing story it. you're telling me is actually a, the exact story Theo Vaughn just told on Rogan. Oh, I gotta watch on the things he thinks about and like. That's a part of comedy you can tell. So it's like, it, to me, it's the comedy. That's what you, yeah. you're you're kind of unlocking ways to conceptually create. Um, not stories, but you're, you're recognizing things that you can kind of poke fun and um, and and laugh about. And right. he was telling that story too about when you were kids. He would find ways like that to then pick or notice things about people. And then uh, I think his way of putting it was like planting that um, planting that scene in the future, or like so like he'll plant stuff to then like come back get that reaction to get that comedy. Yeah. So. No, it's interesting. it's interesting too because I'm like I haven't the last stand up set I did was you know sometime last year and it's not because I don't want to go and hustle the open mics and like tell jokes write jokes etc. Just I'm like so far away from it and I like it would be it's just a, it would take an arm and a leg for me to drive an hour like Can I drove an it? hour and a half yeah, here. Why don't you do uh, open mics at your at work? At, I do. I, I was do? just about to tell you that. I every morning at. 3.30 in the or every morning at 4 a.m. we do this thing called plant status where you gather everybody in a room and I'm the one who gets to go through it every single day. So um, 
That's my, I do an open mic every day. I get the fulfillment there. It's great. I start, I've learned Spanish. I've I've learned Spanish through the guys and they tell me things in Spanish that mean really gnarly things that you shouldn't say out loud, but they tell me that it's just like, oh yeah, you're calling them little boys, but really I'm calling them little gay boys. And so like when I'm saying, you know, buenos dias, mojito titos, I'm thinking I'm just calling them little good morning my little boys and then really i'm saying good <laughs> morning so you little gay boys and everybody just dies laughing i'm like this is the coolest thing i've ever done <laughs> and like all you know all the bosses are not hispanic at all so they have no idea what i'm saying ever and so like it's they just this big internal joke with the workers yeah it's it's that's fantastic good. yeah i mean that's why i like showing also, up to work <laughs> it's also like finding those silver linings in life too like sure. not saying like obviously you have to feed yourself and you need checks and stuff but like finding the silver linings in you know everything we're doing um it doesn't mean not it doesn't mean quitting and doing only the thing that makes you happy it's like okay you could do both you could find ways to right. inter- intertwine that and then maybe you're doing that for a little bit and you realize you know what i want to go all in on that right but i think it's all about it's all about, to me, it's not even taking a chance, but it's like just acting, like I said, acting on who you actually are. And yeah. like, to, like, when else are you going to do it? You're gonna, right, exactly. Your next it, life, you're going to you know, you take this tar- turn off? Yeah, you're going to just to, wait for the next time. Yeah, like, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. Like, no. Yeah, That's, I forget the other, someone else said this the other day where it was like, you know, your time on earth is a snap of a finger. Well, yeah. If you if you if really you, zoom if you out, really zoom out, it's yeah, probably less than that. It's like yeah, <laughs> it's the the intention of even trying to snap a finger. Exactly. But why would you waste the time? Like, what are you doing? You know, well, like we are as humans, we lack perspective. It's probably our biggest weakness, right? As human beings. Yeah. But do you blame us? No. Not with everything thrown our way. How yeah. could you blame us? Do you blame us? But like, I think if you're if you really want, I mean, to me that's the hardest thing to have a grasp on 24 mm-hmm. seven and the best person on earth to do that is Gary V. So if you have, if you have trouble <laughs> with that, he will remind you. Yeah. And he, I don't know how he does it. I mean, every day he like, he regains the perspective of like the most powerful human being on earth. Yeah. It's like, well, I think that's a, very much similar to like, you know, you're, you're flexing your muscles artistically, creatively in your way. I think that's what Gary's doing. Like he, he's oh, constantly yeah. focusing on, providing value in the current day and he has a he has a schedule and a bunch of various things but like he's so tuned in to just doing that all the time yeah he i'll say this till i die he's the most impressive human being i think in in the world just because like i know a hard perspective an actual genuine the way he does everything is so genuine and it Mm -hmm. actually is like like i've we all have we're, we're so human and like we can get off our, we can get angry, all these emotions, right? Humans yeah. have an infinite amount of emotions. And he just has this way of like giving you that perspective. Like, dude, like, do you realize how yeah. grateful you are? It's like, how do you have that perspective 24 seven? But he yeah. really does. And he's so it's genuine wild. too. And like, uh, it was cool to see obviously in, in Minnesota, like your guys' yeah. moment that he had. And he's like, you're so young. So Jeff, I hate, I hate know, when he does oh, that. Jeff, I hate when he, you know, let, let's just talk about started. that. Let's talk about that. Like he, <laughs> I hate that shit because, like, <laughs> on the daily, like, I mean, I'm a human. We all get angry, mad, frustrated. Like, 
<laughs> and this guy just comes out of nowhere and he can just bring you back to like the perspective of like nothing mad like it's yeah. all you know it's just i don't know how it's possible but like whenever you were, you were actually mad in the video he posted you're like he's like you're just getting started and then you said dude i've been doing this shit for 12 years or something like you said it you said it in a way like are you kidding me dude i've been doing this for a long time it was funny well, yeah i don't know if i was mad i was just like you were mad it was he, just funny how you yeah, responded he, yeah he gets in this like and not nothing you do um is justified like your anger is not justified your happiness is even even is isn't justified <laughs> um so it's like this it's this weird way he has of just like looking at the world and like at a way where it's like it's super like unrelatable from gary's perspective yeah it's like how are you like that at all times and it's it's admirable it's like if that's why i'm like i think he's the most impressive because i think humans are not built that way like we aren't yeah so you want to hear a crazy story that might like it doesn't challenge that necessarily but it kind of shows a a different side of gary so my sister lives in manhattan she has a really good friend who is in the web3 community Mm -hmm. uh gary's got an office or two in new york they went to some like uh party or something on like a random day weekday and my sister by the way has no idea who gary v is and gary v ends up showing up and everyone's like my sister knows it's some all of a sudden some famous person because she walks in the door and everyone's like no way you know uh and it's his space anyway so like uh so she has no idea who she who he is and then everyone uh she goes up to him or runs into him she's like hey what's your name you know and he's like larry and he's like and everyone is like giggling around she's like oh so you're living like larry's like yeah he's like i actually get a tattoo of of a lobster it's like like says living like larry or whatever and then they just like hit it off, had a good time. Like they're, they had drinks up on top of the roof. He, Gary V takes my sister's picture on top of the roof or something. And like, then she, you know, she follows him or whatever. And like actually contextualize who this guy is. And now she's obsessed, obviously. But I'm like, it's so funny how like someone random, like that's such a pure moment of like, uh, oh, he's the real, someone. And yeah. he, but he was just, he was like, he was the nicest guy who's so much fun to hang out with. Like, yeah. he, was, he wants to have the most memorable funeral in human history that's his goal <laughs> he does say that a lot but like that's really his fucking goal yeah like he cool. wants to get there at, like he when when he passes away he wants it to be like the most important human has passed away right and i believe i truly believe that he will succeed in that goal yeah i i agree i don't do you think gary gets to mars do you think he leaves this earth no, because he loves humans. Yeah. He would know. I know it's you know, also like when you study Gary enough and spend enough time with him, you you, you start to understand his answer. Like, you know, like how he'll answer anything. But no, he'll say, no, like he loves people. He would never want to. Yeah. There's no people on Mars. Not yet, at least. What Would you have a future on Mars? Like, what does your future on Mars look like? <sighs> Something to do there yet. That's true. There's a movie theater. Maybe, but yeah, there's there's nothing to do on Mars. I don't even know why we're. I mean, I love exploration and and all that. I don't want to go there. I want to learn more about Mars. That's fair. But um, I like it here. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it I, is. People don't really understand space. It's literally like the devil. If the devil like existed, it's space. Humans do not belong in space. <laughs> Are you just shining a light on? the fact that it's so much bigger than anything we can even articulate no it's just it's 
it's not survivable. It will be eventually. That's the whole point. That that's the whole point of trying to get to Mars because if you can get to Mars, then you can get to like a lot of other planets. Yeah, but I'm saying getting you're not even supposed to we're not even supposed to get there. Says who? Our DNA, the way we are biologically constructed. Well, once you I do argue, think we're going I, no, I, I agree with you. I'm I'm just <laughs> being funny, but like I mean, that's the whole part of obscure. I get it. We won't we there. if we were just naked boys we wouldn't last a second on mars but i'm saying we have we're naked boys with really good brains and we've built this thing that allows us to even to experience it of course not saying that we should live there that's crazy no yeah i mean yeah i just man (laughs) this is what podcasting is all about dude (laughs) but i do believe i do believe that that we uh we will eventually trans so one theme actually in, in the story we're bringing into it is um consciousness and transcending consciousness and um how our minds are actually pretty separate from our bodies and it i think the next evolution of the human experience is dis- disconnecting our consciousness from our bodies hmm. i think that's like next well i know it's next um are you thinking more in terms of like being able to I think that's a way for us to get there. Our bodies are the ones that are, you know, limiting us from actually a lot of the things traveling yeah. somewhere else. Exactly. That's interesting. Because there's something to be said about the physical experience of being in certain places. But then there's also something to be said about the the mental yeah, I mean, spaces that you go. Look at dreams. And this is my best way to describe it when I talk to this and they're like, oh, you're fucking you're fucking psycho. You'll lose me, Jeff. But like, if you dream, if, if you're someone who dreams, like your body wasn't there, you didn't have that experience. Mm-hmm. You Explain conjured that. that, right? So it's like our brains. We have we, we know nothing about our brains actually. Right. Like literally, anyone who thinks they do is is bullshit. We know nothing about what's inside of our head. Yeah. In terms of the inner workings, I think we're so far away from true yeah. AI the way that we actually think about it. But um. Mm-hmm. I do think like conscious, like the, the the whole dreaming thing when I actually started studying, it's like when you start to think about it that way, it's like you had this experience, but you weren't there. Your body wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Physically, physically weren't there. I think that there's some truth to that. Yeah. Do you remember your dreams often? Very much. Yeah. Do you have a... I study, actually, I can, in some dreams re- recently, like some I'll go on with droughts and I, don't, I try to study why, but like I can even know that i'm dreaming and then study i'll like pinpoint things and be like try and get more detail out of it interesting so like i'll like if i'm like in a dream and i'm like looking at the floor i'll be like, okay what is that wood floor like and i start to i like try and capture this is after much. the fact you're saying no, no no in it in the dream oh shit. yeah whoa but that, that i mean that's a little bit more rare but um yeah i, I what's your dude, what's your favorite wear. dream Dude, my you dreams, recall. you know, you know, it's really scary when people are like, I'm like, oh, like, do you dream? And like, like, oh, well, no, not really. But like, if I do, it's like all, all nightmares. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> How tragic. Like people who have just nightmare dreams. I'm like, oh, that's got to be so sad. But no, I dream. All my dreams are like um, adventure based dreams. That's good. Like all adventure. Like that's cool. For some reason, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like I'm always doing something um crazy and i'm always like I, well maybe it's because i'm been studying film for so long like now i'm like i can like see frames and like the dreams and like how they're set up and like um 
I've been kind of stud like I said, I've been studying as much as I can when I'm dreaming, trying to stop myself and be like, I'm dreaming, this is sick. Let, let me see what I can capture yeah. and me- remember uh, while I'm in it. Yeah. I think it'd be cool as an activity just for, so I, and this might even be a good practice for you, but to watch a movie with you, uh, not for the, not for the thrill of the movie necessarily, but to, for the, the studying you've done into that movie, you know what I'm saying? Cause I would yeah. love to hear your, like you explaining the analysis of how they filmed. Yeah. This no, that's, thing. that's, see, that's why it's so exciting. Cause like you can, every frame, you can talk about so many different things. Right. You can talk about color, composition, It's not even really framing, watching the movie. Like I think it would probably take monologue, us a day yeah. to get through an hour long, like an hour and a half, but yeah, maybe. But the, uh, I love, I love trying to learn more about that because it's so cool. Like my mind, from, from a producer standpoint, I just love how certain things have been created. Like when I found out the ATATs on Star Wars were like mini stick figures with like these massive zoom cameras on like a play set. Did you know about that? Well, I know. I mean, all, all those were basically done that way. Yeah. All the sets. Um, Incredible. Such all those, a f- mini, those, those miniature sets. Yeah. Like when I was obsessed with Star Wars, still am, but like when they, that, they, when they walk through that of how they filmed that, like those scenes, yeah. it's the coolest they thing. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Film, that's all. Film is fascinating. We got to, we got to do that though. So I'm saying I would love to, I think that would just be cool content to see you explaining it as we're, watching something that would be relevant yeah. um even maybe after the fact of you of a tr- of the trailer of any of these different yeah, trailers be, yeah to, we would have to go on a specific director because if you do it on the wrong movie you're just gonna be like it could get ugly <laughs> no it's just like there's not much it's just more spectacle like i said it's spectacle it's like they didn't really they they their intent for creating it like i couldn't even extract it mm-hmm. as much because it's like they weren't even thinking about it sure they're just trying to, like I said, do it different. They're, they're on a different KPI than But like, no, that's why I love Nope. It's like, I knew everything. It's like, I knew everything that was in, uh, put into that movie. Before you watched it? No, no, no. Like when you're watching, you're okay. like, oh my, like you, you start to realize the difference in filmmaking when someone's making it specifically to make an intellectual piece of art mm-hmm. and then just to sell tickets. Right. Like I can, and like, that's why I love that movie. It's like I I understand everything that that was trying to be done there, and it's like That's when you cool. watch like a like a blockbuster film, like let's just say like a Transformers movie, like you'll have it in, maybe in some instances there because like you have to, but right. like the the level of depth there is in in terms of the artistic uh, integrity is just lost. It's too, it's just um, cluttered and and it's meant to do things that. Like I said, it's a different KPI. It's like right. you're just trying to get them to keep being entertained and, and and looking at something crazier and crazier every scene. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's so interesting. The uh what was I just about to think? The uh uh what yeah, movie was we were talking about before that. We're all over the place. I love it. The I think Holy shit, how did I forget what I was talking about? Regardless, um, what I would like to know from you, sir, mm-hmm. is your... Um, well, we will wrap it up here pretty shortly, but I would like to to uh, ask you, what did you learn today so far? Um, what time do you normally wake up, by the way? 6.15. Okay. 
That's pretty. Is that a is that a body alarm or is that yeah. a literally six thirteen fourteen fifteen? Those three minutes. It's one of those three minutes. That's, wow. That's when I wake up. And you're are you clocking eight hours most days or like even if you go to bed later? Yeah, I'll go to bed. Like, I'll six. go to bed at like ten. I go to bed early. And I wake up at six. I don't even know what is that. Eight that's, hours. That's eight. Yeah. Yeah. I get in my eight hours. Congrats. I sleep. I mean, dude, when I'm up, I'm I'm up. You're ready to rock. Yeah, like I don't I don't fuck around when I'm up. So I can sleep, and right? Get I mean, sleep. You're maximizing your day. It sounds like yeah, that's good. But anyways, today specifically, what did you learn so far? Today, um, I learned a little bit in the middle of that podcast actually, but I'm trying to extract what it was. Um, I felt like your wheels really started turning when you started to explain the mediums that you jumped into with filmmaking and how you actually yeah, started start, to articulate shit. Yeah, I'm starting to realize uh, what I've been chasing. Yeah, it's like yeah, because like you said, like it's hard, especially when when you're doing the amount of I call it like hyper creation. What I'm doing, where I don't have time to reflect, I don't take vacations, um, I don't really stop and uh, stop creating to then look at what i did mm -hmm. so it's just like on to the next on to the next on to the next Got um it. so this was a I'm more starting to realize, yeah period. it's like of like uh you i'm putting myself where i was like a couple of years ago or three or four years ago and mm -hmm. the difference um what i was chasing then like the kpi i think i just figured out today like the whole why or like my intent for creating now versus a couple of years ago um although same processes drastically different so like that i learned like i'm just that i just spoke out and started figuring it out in my head just interesting now. how so a works. lot of that stuff a lot of like, i guess it's reflecting in the past and then realizing what i've been been doing what i've been learning um and what i've been like i've, I've been like all this is coming in the last couple of months of me realizing um and it's not even me trying to learn for the sake of monetary purposes, I'm just like genuinely really, really, really get inspiration from um, the complexity of, of creating art. Mm. And like the, what is the most complex way to do that? How can I understand it better? Um, and realizing how much smarter you can get. Like literally one movie is like, I'm being like charged with juice. Like that's really what it feels like when you're, when I'm watching these these movies with the intent I am. It's like, I'm being like, it's something I've never, like you couldn't even experience, even if you're reading a book, I mean, maybe cause I don't know. That's the other side. Yeah. But like, you've never read a felt. book. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so the only book I read was Harry Potter. Um, the first Harry Potter cause we were forced to, wow. and, but I don't even know if I finished it. It's a hell of a series. If you ever wanted to hop back in, I've watched the <laughs> films over and over again. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I I love the Harry Potter films, man. Right. Yeah, nothing beats those, man. That, but that's cool, yeah. man. I, I'm glad. I'm really thankful we talked, and I think it's cool that you were able to, you know, obviously extract that from this podcast. But I think you, it's it's fun to listen to you talk um, and kind of track what you're saying and what you're what you're thinking because you can literally see the juice flowing the gears turning and your yeah. genuine intention to articulate and i would challenge you to like keep going on other podcasts because or just having these yeah these types of formal it's, types it's of good taking those breaks because like i if i wasn't studying and like like i said like i would never like you will never get me talking about something publicly um without me knowing i have a deep understanding of it 
mm. like genuinely. So like this wouldn't work in any other, in other format. If, no. I, if I didn't take the time to put in that massive amount of, of studying. So it's like, yes, now I have something to say and I can really think about what I've learned and um, reflect on it. But like, if this was a different, like if you were talking about MBA, just be like, yeah, I don't know, I'm not coming. 96 was a great year. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't go in depth about it. I'm just like, yeah, like, cause just like, that's not what I'm really passionate about. Yeah, it's not what like you're working on. It's what you're constantly thinking yeah, about. I'm of someone who's like, if I'm working on something, you know, I'm passionate about it. And I, I'm very eager to spill out what I'm learning. And I'm not even sure if you find it interesting or not, but right. like I do. So like, if that's what you want to hear, fine. But like, that's all I'm going to give you. Right. Like, that's all. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's all I got for you totally. right now. Totally. Um, okay. Final question. Who do you challenge me to get on the show next? Any, any person could be someone, you know, somebody you don't know who you think. It, I mean, I, I, I gotta say Theo Vaughn. Dude, Theo Vaughn. Just cause I yes. watched him yesterday in Rogan. You guys both have an incredible mullet. Um, <laughs> and dude, he's so fucking funny. He's the man. He's the first, he's actually the first, uh, ever comedian I met. I met him at uh, the same day I watched Gary Vee for the first time. Theo Vaughn did a set of comedy after Theo Vaughn. And that's where I met Brandon. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I met well, Theo, not, Vaughn. Well, I met Theo Vaughn that same day. So I challenge you for that. Because I, I, I think that's a good, good target for you right now. Yeah. No. I think it fits. Yeah. There's, I'm a, a man of assimilation. So like I have, there was a point in time where I was listening, just nothing but Theo Vaughn. And I start talking like Theo Vaughn. Like I start getting a twang. Oh, he's got that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's dude, like, he's he's got ridiculous. such a per- particular uh, style. He's it's amazing. You can't replicate Theo Vaughn in any way. You yeah. can write exactly what he's Theo Vaughn special, says on paper. Yeah, he's a special he, guy. Him and like my two favorite right now are, are T- Tim Dillon and, and Theo. But like mm-hmm. Tim Dillon's really he's like an acquired taste where it's like you can only hear that guy screaming and, and ranting yeah. for so long. But like. Yeah. Theo's got this like back porch, you know, Style late night, totally. late night. You can, you know, talk to that person for hours mm-hmm. and like anything they say is like funny and interesting and like, yeah. so genuine dude. Oh yeah. Well, thank you, man. Challenge accepted. Uh, there we go. I'll absolutely happen, but thanks for coming on, man. This of was course. awesome. Yeah. How long do you think we've been talking for? Um, do you know? I'm going to say hour and 45 minutes hour and 34 minutes i was gonna say 35 Not i would bad. have been right on i'm also good at the, the i have a you have a good sense I have a of weird time. talent for that for like that like very specific things it's like voice so i can like name the actor and actress in any commercial mm-hmm. which is a weird skill like i just know the voices and i know time i don't know if the, what that's called but it's like awareness of something i Whatever think it's it just is. a sick flex but no it's weirder than that okay well all flexing right, is not this is a weird a very weird talent well anyways that's great man thank you for (laughs) that keep it up i'm sure we'll do this again all right thanks brother cheers seeing double tell the whole squad out the back door man i think it's time to huddle yeah